When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Piano's free, and it's getting down to the business end of the Australian Open Tennis Championships with uh, the men's and women's quarterfinals. Uh, set to uh, get underway and to help us uh, review and preview the action as a man who's been to the Melbourne Grand Slam countless times or, or maybe he doesn't know how many times he's been there. That's uh, how often he has, Dave Worsley. So uh, I guess the first question is, can you remember when you first went and uh, and how many you've been to, Dave? I can remember when I first went because uh, we used uh, fax machines uh, at times and we used couplets to send audio down the phone. Computers weren't that good then. Uh, it was back in 1996. There you go. That was my first Aussie Open. And I did pretty much every one since 1999, bar, well, I guess this year and last year being uh, COVID years. Yeah, so anyway, it's a lot. It's over 20. Oh, that's cool. Who, who won? Do you remember who won the men's and women's respectively that year? Yeah, I remember it was Boris Becker beat Michael Chang in 96 because Brett Stephen was the only player to win a set off Becker in that tournament. Uh, Brett Stephen made it to the fourth round. The women's that year, who uh, was it? Monica Selesh? No, no, she'd been stabbed. Um, I'm just trying to think who it was, actually. No, I can't remember. It was probably Steffi Graf. Okay. Well, we're, we're talking legends there, way back legends there, and uh, legends are being made or starting to be made uh, with the current crop as well. Uh, but first, before we get to the tennis side of it, I see Craig uh, Tiley, who was uh, the Australian Open boss who was embroiled in all the stuff around the Djokovic situation, has finally spoken up and said he's not taking any responsibility for the way it played out, and he will not be standing down. Now, I've got a feeling you said that would might be the last we see of him, but uh, not in his mind anyway, Craig Tiley. Yeah, but then uh, his board... Uh, then came out supporting him. Now, we know what happens when your board comes out supporting you as a coach or a manager or something, don't we? Uh, they also put out in their release in support of him, they didn't say his name. They said CEO, tournament director, which is kind of strange. Surely you'd say the name of your, of your boss, or well, not boss, of the uh, person that you're writing about, wouldn't you? I, I just found yeah, it very strange absolutely. that we are in support of our uh, tournament director, not Craig Tiley, tournament director, but in support of our tournament director. It was very strange. It was about 400 words of nothing, which didn't actually address anything and didn't say any names. Strange. It is strange. So we'll just see how that uh, plays out. It's such a big thing. It's, it's, uh, to me, it's unlikely there won't be a casualty or two along the way somewhere. Uh, Battle of the left-handers uh, today in uh, one of the uh, men's quarterfinals with uh, Shapovalov uh, playing... 
Rafa Nadal, two left-handers, one a newbie, one with all the experience in the world. Canadians playing well, uh, this young uh, Canadian uh, going real good. Can he upset Nadal in your thinking? Well, he managed to beat uh, Zverev, one of my picks, in straight sets the previous round. Shapovalov is uh, playing, as you said, very well. Uh, so is Nadal. That's the minor technicality, although Nadal did have that marathon one hour, 20 minutes or something like that, one hour, um, thereabouts, uh, first set against Manorino and still won it, what was it, uh, 16-14, first set, ran away with the next two sets against Manorino. But uh, it just shows the guts and determination that it is so difficult to beat Nadal, even when a set of them. It's just incredibly difficult. 16-14 in the first set of that match. He's just such a gutsy player and so difficult to win a point off. You know, you've got to look at the seedings here and go, Nadal should win. He's playing so well. But then Shapovalov has got the big shots, the big serve, the big everything, and he'll go for it. He's not going to try and get into long rallies against Nadal because if he does, he'll lose. If he can just go for it and it comes off, well, he's in with a chance. But I've still got to say that Nadal is, uh, well, almost odds on to take Grand Slam 21. Wow, Okay. Uh, look forward to that. A lot of people are saying uh, Medvedev, but we'll get to Medvedev in a minute because um, he's not till tomorrow. Uh, the other match today of real interest is uh, 35-year-old Gael Monfils, the Frenchman, of course, uh, against uh, a bloke who's 10 years younger and Matteo Berrettini, the Italian, who has had a really consistent record in majors of late. Yeah, he's played very well. He's made the quarterfinals or better of uh, how many uh, of the last Grand Slams. I think it's about half a dozen. Made, of course, the final of Wimbledon, the first Italian to do that forever, and uh, playing very, very well. I like his style of play. He can play all around the court. He's not just a, a real grinding baseliner. He's an attacking baseliner, another player who is tall. He's physically strong. I think uh, Berrettini will go through there, and he'll challenge Nadal or Shapovalov in the uh, semifinal. Uh, he could actually... Well, I mean, I've just said that Nadal will win everything, but Berrettini's a... He's a an interesting bet. I'd have to have a look at uh, the odds there of uh, Berrettini against uh, Shapovalov or Nadal. We know that Montes can make it through the semifinals or Grand Slams. He's done it before. However, the consistency factor isn't really or has never been with uh, Montes. He's entertaining to watch. We'll see a set or two that's fun, but I don't actually see him uh, you know, going through and uh, winning this match. Even though he's uh, won his last match in straight sets, I still think Berrettini is uh, the better bet on that occasion. Okay, um, Daniel Medvedev uh, against uh, Felix Auger Aliasime, who is uh, probably pronounced differently than that, but from Canada. Uh, boy, is their tennis strong at the moment? Um, can he beat? Can he beat him? Can he beat Medvedev? Again, he's got the shots. Whether he's got the belief in himself to actually do it, uh, there's a big difference. You know, I've got all the shots in the world, but can I actually beat this guy? And the question comes into your mind, particularly against. Medvedev, who is very difficult to beat. He dropped a set in his previous round against Creasy from, uh, well, the French-American. But I still think Medvedev is playing too well at the moment. Uh, his time will come. I see him probably in the next couple of years making a final. I'm just not sure if he can do it against Medvedev, who's just too consistent. Whereas Alessimi, uh, uh, he can do anything. I just don't know if he's got the winning shots to do it over three sets, over five sets. Uh, so I think I'll see Medvedev go through there and take on uh, the winner of Sitsipas against Yannick Sinner. Well, that's an interesting one, Sitsipas. I know he's a young, fit man, but he had to go the distance uh, against Taylor Fritz yesterday. 
Um, uh, pretty taxing conditions, of course. So there's a chance here that this uh, young, exciting uh, Italian could uh, topple the Greek tomorrow. Yeah, Sinner has been touted as uh, one of the players to watch for a couple of years now, and he's slowly making his way through. He's, uh, in the last few slams, he's uh, made an impact. He just hasn't actually taken it the full distance just yet. You know, he, he's one of these players who's got everything. It's about having the belief to beat a player who's ranked fourth in the world, a player who's made a slam final and does very well at the Australian Open, has all the Greek support, of course. Yeah, I just, um, I, I think Sinner's up for the upset here, actually, uh, in my mind. Um, Sinner's got every shot possible. The fatigue factor on Tsitsipas, and he, he's a funny person off the court. He, he lets things worry him. He's uh, this philosopher, and he gives you big, long answers about uh, the world, but you're thinking, I didn't actually ask you that. <laughs> he, he lets everything dwell on him a little bit, and I think that's where he could actually find himself struggling after a long match uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, I think Sinner's actually got the shots to beat him. Well, wait and see. Uh, on the women's side of the draw, uh, there's a great story developing here uh, with uh, the French uh, woman, Lisa Cornet. I hope that's right. It could be Cornet. Um, I only did four years at school. I should remember. Uh, but anyway, uh, 16 years. 16 years uh, and her 63rd Grand Slam. Um, this lady uh, at uh, the age of 32 has finally made a quarter and the emotion was obvious. Yeah, Lisa Cornet, yep, you dropped the T. Uh, she is a bit of a fiery character. You know that whatever court she's on, there will be drama. And it, she's brilliant at drama. Sometimes not so brilliant on the shots, but she is brilliant at drama. She's made the quarterfinals so many times. Or this is the, sorry, this is the first time she's made it to the quarterfinals on um, 16... Grand Slams in a row, some, some amazing record, that's a long time. Uh, she's played in Auckland before, she has drama written all over her face. You just look at her expressions, no matter what she's doing, there is drama. It's, it's fantastic to watch in a, in a certain, certain environment. I remember when she beat uh, Marina Rakovic in three sets uh, a few years back at the Aussie Open, there was drama queen, there was the referee called, there was everybody called, there was, you know, she phoned home, she did everything. She's that sort of player, you know you're going to get that. However, she may just have pushed it a little bit too far in this next match against uh, Danielle Collins, who is actually similar in a way, does very well at the Australian Open, but also creates drama when she plays. So if you want to watch drama, if you want to watch um, a uh, soap opera, well, watch this game between Collins and Cornet. If you want to watch some tennis, I'd recommend um, Ash Barty. Well, uh, we can watch uh, Ash Barty tonight against Jessica Pagula. Um, and I kind of figure this is... Uh, this is a bit of a cakewalk, this one, uh, with the conditions, with the crowd, with the incentive, etc., and the way that uh, the Australian is playing. Uh, it would be a major upset for her not to, to win this one tonight. Yeah, true. Wouldn't that peeve off the crowd? Uh, if uh, Pagula mm. came through and was saying, we don't even know how to say this woman's name. We can't say oi, 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 or we can't do the uh, Ronaldo uh, Sui uh, to this one. So, yeah, it really looks like Ash Barty should go through on there and play against Barbara Kriskova, who is uh, the French Open champ, although Madison Key, uh, if she has her radar on, hits the ball so powerfully that she's difficult to get back. It's just that the radar doesn't always switch on. So I think we're looking at no, Barty against no. Kriskova there. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. That's good. Uh, I, I, like, I look forward to that match-up. Of course, um, uh, the number two seed disappearing last night, so that was uh, an interesting result. Okay, let's look at the, the Kiwi interest in this, and it's uh, it's okay too. Uh, Michael Venus and uh, Tim Putz taking on Kyrgios and Fakanakis in the doubles quarterfinals. 
Uh, they'll have to overcome a fairly partisan crowd and some histrionics, I would imagine, to do it. But they're good enough, Venus and Puts. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great match. Uh, that's around about 5.30 New Zealand time. It's on the Kia Arena, which takes 5,000 people. Uh, so they should be five uh, or 4,998 in support of um, Australia and um, one German and one Kiwi. So it should be a fun match, that one. An interesting comment that's come out from a former Australian player is that perhaps Mick Kyrgios and uh, Kokonakis should actually focus on doubles, being doubles professionals rather than singles because their singles rankings have shrunk or fallen so badly outside the top 100. Maybe they could be top doubles combinations around the world and really get doubles fired up because uh, wherever they go, people want to watch them and you're going to have all these skills and ability up against the more stable I wouldn't say old-fashioned doubles, but the power doubles of uh, Venus and Putes against uh, the do-anything-anytime-anywhere sometimes come off against Kokonakis and Kyrgios. It's going to be a really interesting match to watch, um, but there's going to be two different styles, that's for sure. Mm. Well, Venus is also scheduled to play uh, mixed doubles quarterfinals today uh, with our very own Aaron Routliff. Uh, this is uh, an exciting combination as well. Yeah, it's good. Uh, in fact, Erin Routliff won every single point on her first serve when she got it in. Except she didn't always get it in. That was a minor technicality. But that was a good uh, win that they had the previous round over, over Tim Putes and uh, Goachi. So there's up against uh, Madanovic from France, a very good doubles player, and Dodik uh, from Croatia. They're a very good um, a doubles team as well. But you know, still, it's good pocket money for Erin Routliff. Uh, she lost in the first round of the doubles. So there's some extra cash. Great. You know, they'll take me around the world a bit more. And for Michael Venus as well. So it's actually only one match in between the doubles quarter for, um, before they play the mixed quarter. So he's going to be living on... Um, the Kira Arena Court uh, for all of today. So those matches starting from around about 5.30 New Zealand time and then the uh, mix will be sort of probably about 8.30 New Zealand time. Medvedev's an interesting character because um, he's uh, pretty outspoken on a few things. He's, what has he, wound up the Aussie crowd. He's, uh, he's wound up uh, a few people uh, during this tournament as well. And uh, last night he got uh, into the duration of toilet breaks being too short now because they've been reduced three minutes, which is incidentally the same time you're allowed to look for your golf ball these days if you lose it. So uh, I don't know why I drew that comparison. But that is three minutes. Uh, and I think you can get five minutes if you change your apparel. What's, what's your reading on that? Well, I, I've never timed myself. Um, and I guess the thing is... Yeah, <laughs> Travel I mean, time. No, yeah, I, no, it's one of those things. I mean, how long should the toilet break be? The thing is that if you're playing in the heat and you do need to go to the bathroom, well, you know, what do you do? And, you know, you've got people watching you. You've got to try and relax for a minute, I guess. Uh, we're getting into dangerous territory here. Uh, it, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, it's when people abuse the toilet breaks. And that used to be happening a lot, particularly in the mm. women's tennis. Uh, you know, it was, it was being abused. And there's certain players. Uh, Sitsipas was constantly having a toilet break. Other players were getting annoyed at it. And the toilet breaks always seem to come at a vital stage of the match. You know, just when, ah, great, you know, one player is saying, I've got momentum. And then suddenly, I need a toilet break. The opposition goes and says, I need a toilet break. And momentum changes. So it comes down to players overusing a toilet break. And then I'm saying, look, I really do need to go. I've been out in the court for three hours. It's stinking hot. And, you know, my body says, <laughs> you know, go. Well, the fans uh, have got unlimited time if they want to go. 
that's what intrigues me. I mean, they can go, well, you know? Yeah, well, the only problem is there you've got to get let back in after a change of end, and it seems like forever sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, but they also they pay for it, whereas the players are getting paid. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's one of those kind of weird things. I mean, uh, I don't really want to know about people's toilet habits that much, um, but it's very okay. visible. And yeah. in, in, in that sense, it's very kind of visible. I mean, do you, did you actually, if you was a wicketkeeper, did you ever have, you couldn't have a toilet break, could you? No, I don't remember. Um, I've got great stories of colleagues and uh, opposition players and their uh, uh, problems in the middle of the park over the years, particularly well, in uh, there was you and Chatfield. But, mm, what about you and Chatfield yeah, coming into bowl and then they kept on running and kept on running and kept on running past you and uh, into the locker room? That was in India yeah. at that time, was it about 89 or something like that? Yeah, there yeah, was, yeah um, about 80, 88, yeah. He just kept running in and then just kept running straight past the slip forward and up into the grandstand and said, where, where the hell are you off to, Chats? And then... Uh, he just pointed to his uh, rear end, and we could see exactly where he was going and why. Um, so it actually, I, I just quite uh, interesting in there. Just um, it adds new interest to the saying "change of ends" when it comes to tennis. But having said that, Dave, I very much appreciate your time this morning and your analysis. Uh, and we shall catch up with you again before the end of the tournament. Enjoy the day's play. Most importantly, thank you. Cheers, mate.